say on this is Pastor Latanya Viola, affectionately known as Pastor Tan. I have been able to get some things wrapped around and I have a whole lot more content coming up soon. But I wanted to kind of reach out and let you know, thank you so much for being my listeners. I thank you so much for being patient and understanding. And I understand there's a lot going on in this world. So I wanted to kind of like um, get into the topic of do not be deceived. And so many people think that, you know, deception can be able to be just something of someone saying a lie or um, either from a spouse or from a girlfriend or boyfriend or, you know, just someone in a relationship. But also deception can come in different forms. And I don't know about you, but, you know, lately I've been seeing a whole lot more pastors, prophets, teachers, preachers, apostles, ministers that are not of God. And I really would like to be able to tell you that, you know, it doesn't, it's not going to get any easier. And we are growing all together. And when I say that, it is the wheat and the tears. And it says it in the word of God that um, the wheat and the tears will grow together, but God would also cut the tears and, you know, throw them in the fire while the wheat he will be able to use. Now, I'm going to say it like this. Please understand when I say this, please have a very active prayer life. That's one thing you should have in this time in this season. And I understand that we go through a lot of different things and different changes and different lifestyles of coming out and doing what God says do. And we're leaving the old man and we're putting on the new, um, new, new form of who God is in our lives, whether it's the new person or you've been in God for, you know, a minute and it's becoming more and more quite frequently where I'm starting to see deception in the body of Christ. And I've seen it where it's talking about sometimes the tithe and the offering of God's house. And sometimes it's to be able to sit there and find out that, you know, sometimes that the pastor or the prophet or the preacher or the teacher was not living the way that God said they were supposed to be living. And it just, you know, it's a hard, you know, pill to swallow. And we, as the body of Christ, we need to be able to be vigilant now more than ever. I don't know who, you know, I'm talking to, but, you know, I'm, even for the people in the back, it has become now where we used to have it where the church was the hospital, where we can go in and, you know, be able to find and also strength and refuge. Now, people have brought a lot of things, and I say people because it's not God. And I mean, as in the, the building and not the person, because I know we are the church also. Amen. But I wanted to let you know, it says it in the Webster's Dictionary that of a person can cause someone to believe something that is not true, typically in order to gain some personal advantage or they have given a mistaken impression or fail to admit to oneself that something is true. Now, I'm going to say it like this. 
how is it that we as the body of Christ, now I'm going to say like, you know, I mean it because I'm involved too, that we can be able to be deceived is because we are trying our best to give sometimes people human beings the benefit of the towel amen we're trying to give them what we think you know treat people the way that god would want us to treat them but also at the same time i'm gonna say it like i mean it we need to have a spirit of discernment we need to have god's discernment and when i say that discernment is that we have the holy spirit the holy ghost for some people that say that he excuse me let me say that one more time the holy spirit which is the spirit of god that's on us to give us because it's not a person to give us the discernment of what is right and what is wrong and when we get that differentiation between what is right and what is wrong we're also you know sometimes if you lacking wisdom acts of god and it says that in the word but we need to also have discernment. We need to be able to understand and have that understanding that, you know, sometimes we're going to be able to be combative because we need to know the enemy. And sometimes we can't understand that or differentiate because we don't have discernment. We, we can't sit there and say, well, that is of God and that is not of God, especially when we haven't been able to be in our Bibles, when we haven't been reading our word, when we haven't been praying and fasting and meditating on the word, and we're not able to be king or being able to be inclined to hear what God is saying. So to me, it's saying that deception that deception can come in because simply put, the enemy wants to be able to show you a facade. He can put on, you know, it's like the wolf in sheep's clothing kind of a thing where he can act like a sheep and he can sit there and have the characteristics of the sheep. But in his heart of hearts, he's the wolf. Amen. And if we honestly look at it in the spiritual and not in the natural because you can look at a person and they can be fit or they can be, you know, looking very nice. But the spiritual house, the spirit that they carry, the fruit that they carry, the characteristics of them doesn't it, it, it doesn't it contradicts what the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost is telling you. And. I'm not trying to be, you know, so catted, but sometimes you can honestly, when the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost is telling you, look, that person is not right. You need to avoid them. And also at the same time, you need to understand you need to have godly people around you. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. You need to have those friends that are honestly looking out for you that is anointed and appointed of God. And they will honestly tell you their opinion, whether it is your spouse or your friends or your family members. God will be able to impart into them the word of wisdom for you. Now, does it always have to you know, come from them? No. But when it does come from them, take it. Because God will sit there and say, look, I'm trying to show you exactly who this person is. 
before you get married to them, before you have a relationship with them, or even if you're trying to be able to open up a business, God will sit there and show you who he is quite simply because God is no respect a person. He is and always will be telling you the truth. And like I said before, I've learned that the truth now is like the water that you have that you can't find anymore. It is so rare to have the truth to come out. And right now we're living in a desert. Let's just be honest. We have so many falseness going on and so many facades going on that you really are in a desert. And when you get to see the living water and, and it's an oasis, it's something that you can be able to not just put and place in your mouth, but you can dip your whole entire body in and know that you're going to come out clean. Now, usually if because we haven't been in it for a while, the, the true and the living God, see, we become that, you know, it's that uh, we have that mirage. Oh, y'all, come on now. You know, when you're in the desert and let's say you're in the, you know, the Sahara Desert or the Gobi Desert, those famous deserts where, you know, you can't even place your feet in front of the other without it having the stand um, to have those type of, you know, dooms coming up or, you know, sometimes you, you, you really can't tell where your feet have treaded or where you've, you started and ended. Because you see the sand moves. You, you see the wind blows. And then at the same time, you got all of these elements out there in the desert. You got scorpion and snakes and all these living creatures during the day and at the night. And even when you don't want to even function during the day, you know, it, it becomes half passages at night. And, and then at the same time, when you haven't had the living water in a while, you become lackadaisical. You, you hallucinate. You think that was the oasis, but that was just a mirage. And you start eating the, the dust and the sand and everything else thinking that is the living water. Or you're drinking of it and thinking that's it. See, there is a certain posture that we as God's people must have. And yes, sometimes the enemy does come in and, you know, people are revealing themselves nowadays. And I'm not saying that is a good thing all the time, but God is revealing them because he knows he doesn't want the purpose and the plan for your life to be able to grow and, and nourish and at the same time, when you start seeing the exposure of people and their hidden, you know, their hidden lives and hidden, hidden thoughts about you, God is like, you know, that was their choice. Now you need to understand that everybody isn't going to like you. So because of your light, your illumination of your light, the, the pureness of that life, you're like the living water. You're shining the light on what they used to do or, or what they are existing doing still. See, that's the thing. When you have correction in your life and you really want to sit there and you, you honestly start seeing that God corrects those ones that he does love. Amen. 
He doesn't sit there and he doesn't let you dwell in the mess that you've ever already created for yourself. Oh, let me let me say that one more time. He lets you be able to sit there and see what's going on and lets and lets you know that, you know, excuse me, for the ones he loves, he corrects. So, you know, what are you going to be able to do, man and woman of God? Are you going to receive it or are you going to reject it? And see that mindset also, too, when you're trying to be able to fully understand and you get corrected i've enjoyed being corrected after so many times because i know that's god chastising me and going after me let me say it one more time for the people in the back see god goes after the ones that he correct corrects in a wholly different manner and when he corrects you he doesn't want to sit there and keep you in it and, 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 and tries to dangle it over your head. He corrects you because he loves you that much. And I don't understand why people, I'm talking about me too, because sometimes it, it took me a minute for God to correct me in a good light. I had to honestly sit there and say, you know, why does, why does God correct us? And it says in 2 Timothy 3 and 16, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Now, when he said that in 2 Timothy, Paul was honestly telling Timothy that what is the things that he needed to know to be a pastor and he needed to be able to be trained and corrected. Some of us are not in that mindset to want to be corrected. But when you start growing in God, you start developing who God is. You start having that discernment, that knowing of the, through the Holy Spirit and through God, how to be able to know what's right and what's wrong when people are telling you a lie and when people are being truthful to you. That there is something about just, just the understanding and honesty of who God is. Now, is it always going to be simple? No, it's not. Because sometimes, you know, the enemy, and it's not sometimes, it's all the time. The enemy knows you got a good heart. And at the same time, he wants to sit here and damage who you are. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. When you have that joyfulness, that good heart, that loving and kindness, and that peace and mercy that God is, is asking for you to have, he wants to kill it. He wants to take it and throw it away from you. He he doesn't want that to be part of your character. And then sometimes at the same time, because people don't want to have you to be able to have joy, to not see you, you know, being able to not just be crying all the time. Some people love it when you're down and out. And, and let's just be honest. It, it 
baffles me and it's hard for me to see that people will sit there and honestly, whether it's family, friends, co-workers, or even your boss or supervisor, some, or you, you know, even if it's your, your wife or your husband, some of them are in competition with you because number one, you have to ask yourself, did God ordain this marriage or is it just me that did that? Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. Did God ordain the marriage I'm in? When you start seeing so many things going on and you start seeing that your husband or your spouse or your wife is not praying with you, isn't, you know, having the same things that keep you and keep you at God's feet. Let me say it one more time. He, he or she does not help to pray with you. Doesn't help to seek you get a better life or a better understanding in God and also in the natural. Do they keep you in your growth? Do they love and give you time to go spend time to go witness or just simply going to the store or simply just being able to uh, go and lose weight, exercising or do the things that you love to do or be able to sit there and go to school, further your education or help that person to be able to get to the next step in their career. It, those things those things are are the things that we should cherish and you know help you know with your children to grow help that your children and your husband or your spouse wife husband i'm sorry because it's mostly my husband they help you to be able to raise the children right to, to speak life into them to love on them to be the backbone that you need for them to be to pick up the slack when you need it Y'all, come on now, I'm telling you, there is such a thing as anointing and appointing and being able to be covered in God in your marriage. Now, I'm going to say it like this with your friendships. That's one big critical thing I've learned is that over time, people will start, you will start seeing the true nature of some people if they're not of God. Let me say it one more time for people in the back. God will develop and show you, even if it's through, you know, so many friends or spouses or just even simply the co-worker that isn't even saved. But they'll sit there and say, there's something about that person I don't like. And at the same time, you know, God will confirm it. God will confirm who that person is and it will honestly resonate with some people that ain't even saved and, and on some people that are saved. And he sits there and he tells you exactly through those people. And even with the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost will tell you that person is not right. Why are you developing a relationship with this person? This person doesn't even mean you any good. But at the same time, you're trying to give that person an opportunity and God is telling you don't. There's sometimes there is a relationship boundaries. You need to set those. And I've learned that a lot that everybody can't be able to have access to me in this season. I'm going to say it one more time for the people in the back. You cannot have everybody having access to you. 
Because once you do that, it becomes more and more efficient. That's when the enemy will sit there and try to parade on your feelings, your emotions, your past experiences with these people or trying to be able to come in and try to maneuver or um, detect or try to put a strain in your marriage or your, your, your education or the way that you as a human being is. And I've seen it, I've, and I've seen it, and I've had it done to me. But at the same exact time, your character is going to stand true because of who God is in you. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. Your character, the way that you are, the way that you dress, the way that you carry yourself, even in the midst of the storms, tells a lot about who God is in you. Amen. And I wanted to take you also, Hebrews 12, 7, and 11. Endure your discipline. God corrects you as a father corrects his children. All children are disciplined by their fathers. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. All children are disciplined by their fathers. If you aren't disciplined like the other children, you aren't part of the family. On earth, we have fathers who discipline us and we respect them. Shouldn't we place ourselves under the authority of God, the father of spirits, so that we will live? For a short time, our fathers disciplined us as they thought best. Yet God disciplines us in our own good for our, excuse me, for our own good so that we can become holy like him. We don't enjoy being disciplined. It always seemed to cause more pain than joy. But later on, those who learn from the di that discipline have peace that comes from doing what is right. And that is from the Bible app, the Holy Bible. And I wanted to let you know that I remember when I was growing up. And I don't know about you, but my... Big Mama, which is my grandmother, used to tell us about the weeping willow tree. And I don't know about how your disciplines used to go. But for me, we had to go to the weeping willow tree and pick off a branch to get pretty much, you know, get our uh, disciplines, you know, whooping with. And if you did not pick the right one, you still got hit with the wrong one. And you still got disciplined, and then you had to go back and pick another one. Now, mind you, I didn't get it right the first time. Sometimes I had to go back and back and forth, and like the 10th time, I finally got the right one. But it took me time to be able to do that. And what I'm saying to you is that God is going to discipline you until you get it right. And at the same time, at least he's able to sit there. And as a father, like the scripture says, he will discipline you because you're a part of his family. You're his child. He doesn't have any stepchildren. He has sons and daughters. So you belong to him. And once you made that mistake, he wants to correct you. And he does it so much so that he wants to make sure that you are well endowed of understanding what and comprehending what he means. 
And when God says no, it's a no. When he says yes, it's a yes. And he doesn't sit there and he doesn't squeeze out and say, wait a minute, let me, you know, let me, let me go maybe yes and maybe no. No, God says it one or the other. Your nay be nay or the yay be yay. It's in the word. But we as humans, we want to sit here and we want to sugarcoat the word. You cannot sugarcoat the word. It's the word of God. Quite simply put, is the truth that we need nowadays. And so many people want to sit here and sugarcoat it because they don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. I would rather want to hurt your feelings than for you to be wound up somewhere where you can't hear from God. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I want to sit there and I want to make sure you understand how it is right now. We need to be in his holiness is life or death now. It is not something to play with. We have to understand that the deception, the deceiver, Satan, he goes and he also he's accuser of the brethren. It says that in the word too. He goes up to God and he accuses you of what you've been doing in secret that is not of God. But because God gives you grace and mercy, not to abuse it, but to be able to help him understand and say, look, she said this or she did that. But God said, you know what? Look and see, she's asking for forgiveness and he should see the blood of Jesus on your life. Not to be able to take advantage of the grace and mercy we have, but to let people know and understand that, yes, the deception and deceiver is around, but we have to be the ones to tell the truth. No matter what, even if it costs us our lives, we have to sit there and tell them what thus says the Lord and sit there and says, this is what the word of God says. No matter what is going on, I don't care what kind of fashion, I don't care who's sitting in the White House to the Blue House, I don't care because guess what? The man doesn't make us, God made us. He has been the creator and we are his creation, amen? We cannot sit here and just the idly by and, you know, we have to be able to, oh, you have to be nice to people. Yes, we have to be able to say love and kindness, but also at the same time, I will say it the way that God has already spoken it to me. And I cannot take any word out. I cannot remove anything because he said it. God said it. And whatever God says that comes out of my mouth, I must say it. And that's in the word of God also. See, sometimes you have to sit there and tell people no. And that is a part of love. Let me say that one more time. Because the deceiver will sit here and say, well, you know, all this success and all of these riches and all of this stuff. But what about God? What about the soul? What about the person? What about the human being? What about this? And what about their whole entire being? And what about their homes? And what about their children? And what about their marriage? And how can, you know, we can be able to help them and pray for them on situations? And God, what about their sicknesses they have? And what about the bills that they have? And what about this and that? Because their soul, their soul, you need to be able to care about their soul because that's God's child. You're God's child. So you would want to 
You would want to be able to sit there and say, you know what? I'm going to care about their soul. I'm going to care about how they're conducting themselves. Or or if I'm slipping and falling, I want to make sure, hey, sis, this is not what God says, but let's get you back on track. Amen. Because I love you enough to let you know I want to make sure you're nowhere where you can't hear God or see God or or, or feel his ways or, or get entangled in the, the mess that the world has already introduced into you let me say this that certain times we have as children of god if you see your brother or your sister about to fall you can go to them and and it says it in the word go and tell them in private and tell them what they what you know and what god has revealed to them and and revealed to you and then if they don't believe you take a witness and it's that's okay But if they still don't believe you, you have to honestly sit there and say, I still love you. I thank God for you. But then I have to go ahead and dust dust it off my feet and keep moving. See, still love the person, still pray for them, still thank God for them. But but be made it known. Let it not sit here and dwell and, and dwell in it. Because that can taint you. That can hurt your walk with God. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. I understand that everybody is not my assignment. Every human being is not my assignment. But at the same time, the ones that are assigned to me, I'm going to make sure that I do what God says do for their souls. For his glory. For, for them to establish a relationship with them so strong with God so that they can be able to go and combat the enemy even when I'm not around. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, that's when you love on someone when they're hurting and you really take time out to pray with them and you take time out to be with them because guess what the word says in Ecclesiastics? There's a time for moaning and happiness and joy and and sadness but also in the word it says about being able to have your brothers and sisters and when they are hurting you hurt when they are happy and joyous you are happy and joyous when they're faulting you are faulting See, there is some things that you have to be able to understand that you can't sit here and coexist or, excuse me, exist by yourself. You can't do it. You you have brothers and sisters in the Lord to help you. And it says two or three are gathered in my name, which is God's name. He is there in the midst. I'm I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, you know, I have always been around and praying around all the time, men and women of God. I will say that it's it's been a long time that coming that I've had a lot of sisters or brothers in Christ that I can sit here and honestly pray with and also talk about the word of God and just express how I'm feeling and how God has downloaded some things into me or, you know, just impressed on my spirit what's going on. 
And it's refreshing to have someone there that you know is living the word of God and they're asking questions and you're asking questions and God comes into the room and he loves the conversation because it's about him and you're trying to be able to live where God is truly trying to be able to manifest and grow in you. And at the same time, sometimes it's not always easy. It's not always easy to correct somebody because sometimes, you know, it, it becomes cumbersome. Someone don't accept sometimes their, their correction. And that's okay too. And you have to learn how to be the bigger person and say, okay, God, I've told them, I've given them a witness. Now it's my time to move on. And then at the same time, God is trying to tell you, still love on them, still pray for them, act for, you know, still forgive them because they have to be able to answer to God and you have to be able to answer to God for your part. But I want to let you know that let's going back is the deception. See, so many times the enemy is trying to put out to us and I was looking at a article and I was looking at also uh, also from Facebook. It was uh, from Birmingham, UK, and they have a ritual and it's every three to four years they have this ritual and it's so blatant in so many people's faces of how they're serving Satan and how they're ser serving Baal. And this time they were worshiping and you can tell and you can see the chants and you can, you can, you know, famous people coming in and supporting this. And you can see the, you know, the, the, the bull and you can see the different, the different aspects of how it's in the Bible, how they used to be able to serve Baal. And it just, to me, it wakes me up more and more each day of how we should be able to be prayerful and being able to understand, to know that we have to have a solid relationship with God. I don't care what's going on. I don't care how many people do not respond to you or how you read things or you know how things are manifesting in this world or when they go bad, you know, you still praise God for one more day. You still give up your hands and lift up your hands and say, God, hallelujah, for one more day. I mean, the deception is real, but God is so real. Still pray for your country. Honestly, still pray for the United States. Still pray for South Korea. You still pray for them in England and, you know, United Kingdom. Asia, wherever you are located, Ukraine, anywhere that God has been able to place you and bless you to be, pray for them. Pray for the presidents and who's established over you. Pray for them because you never know what the enemy has already plot schemed and planned. So you pray for your nation. You pray for God to be able to come in and manifest his time and his, his, his anointing and his dutimus and his presence into your, into your land, into your kingdom of who God is in you. And also into the land of the country you dwell. I understand that sometimes we we don't understand the underlying things that's going on, but God is starting to reveal so many different things of what the enemy is trying to do. 
He's trying to do so many different things. And you've seen just a glimpse of it, but God is trying to wake you up and telling you sincerely, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man soweth, that is what he's going to reap. And also at the same time, the enemy will come in and will try to be able to grab you and entice you and, and trying to make sure that you have an enclosure of just prosperity and houses and cars and riches and, you know, all these different things. But it doesn't give you peace. Oh, let me say this one more time for the people in the back. See, every blessing that you get isn't always from God. It can be from the enemy because people are sitting up here and thinking that they can go and worship false gods. See, I was wondering why is it so many people think that prosperity is the, the thing of the time now? It's because the enemy wants to sit here and let you know and sit here and say, wait a minute. And, and don't get me wrong. Let me say this one thing. God had Job prosperous. He had David. He had so many people prosperous. And there's nothing wrong with that. But as long as you've done it through God and, and not through seances and not through witchcraft and, and not through hoodoo and voodoo and, and not through all of these devices that the enemy wants to bring in your life and entice you with. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, people want to go back to the old culture of what their, uh, their, their previous generations used to do. That's not where God wants us to be. He, he wants to bless us the right way and not through the enemy, not sitting here and saying, well, I can't support my, my, my children if, if I don't do seances or if I don't do reading cards and all these different things. That is absolutely not of God. And, and you let these, let these demons honestly sit there and enter into you because you've chosen, you've chosen that lifestyle. And I said, as for me and my house in Joshua, I will choose, I will serve the Lord. So choose ye this day whom you will serve. But for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. I, I can't do anything else but do what God says do no matter what. I, I don't want to go anywhere else because there is no other, other oasis but in God. And I'm going to say it like this. I thank you, God, for blessing me. I thank you for the Holy Spirit. I thank you so much for being over my life. I thank you so much for putting pitfalls and different things and putting a hedge protection around me and having sometimes having planes to stop and having having cars to stop and being traffic and and not being able to fly in on time and having buses to stop or having the car to be halted or something's wrong with the car. Because as I'm starting to see and understand that sometimes I'm not supposed to be on time, that God is trying to prevent some of the things that's going to happen in my life. Oh, thank you, Jesus. That was supposed to happen because the enemy didn't want me to be there. Or the enemy wanted me to be at a specific time to God to spare my life. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. I'm thankful to God for all he's done for me. 
And I'm thankful for giving me this time to repent. I'm thankful for God giving me the time to do what he says do. Giving me the time. Giving me time. Lord, I thank you. Understand the deception is real. The enemy is real. He can be anywhere at any time. But at the same exact time, don't you know? He is not everywhere at the same time. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. He is not like God. He's not. He does go in and come in and try to sit here and infiltrate and try to talk to you and in your mind and in your heart. And even is trying to be able to come into your home and to see what you're doing because he sends the demons to go and do surveillance on you and making sure that you're doing what God says do. And if not, he goes back to accuse you. But before he can. Don't you know you have an advocate? You have Jesus that came down 42 generations just to make sure that you are covered beneath the blood. You have a second chance for a relationship with the Heavenly Father. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. Jesus was the sacrificial lamb that we needed that was slain so that we didn't have to do any more altars. We didn't have to do any more killings of calves and sheep and everything else. He was the most impurest form of a man that came down that was of God as God and as a man walking on earth. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. He was God's anointed son that came down in human form to be able to die for our sins and be able to reconcile us with God, the Father. And after he was able to die and then get up after three days and he went and ascended to heaven, he gave us the Holy Spirit, which is the Holy Ghost, to help preserve us. You have a three in one the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. How could we not win? How could we sit here and be deceived? Because we're not looking and we're not telling and letting God be the author and the finisher for us. You're not sitting here and tuning in to God every day, at least giving God an hour or two just to sit there and talk to him and meditate on the word and making sure you hear from him. You can talk to God, but also at the same time, give yourself time to hear the response he's going to give you. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. I know we all get busy. I get busy. Every one of us gets busy as a mom and a student and a wife. You, you get busy, but never, ever get too busy for your God. Let me say one more time for the people in the back. Never get busy for God. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that God. The one that's a Rapha, Elohim, more than enough. And he's the Alpha and the Omega, that God. So when I tell you that there is so many Elohims, yes, but the one true living one that knows me and has, you know, preserved me and talked to me and been able to be in my life from day one, that God. 
So when you're getting deception coming in from all sides, know and talk to your God. Talk to God and tell him what's going on. Talk to him and let him know. He knows already, but he wants you to come down and talk to him about the whole entire situation. You never know when you start talking to God and opening up in prayer. He moves mountains. He changes things. He shifts things just in your favor because you have that relationship with him. Let me say it one more time for people in the back. Because you have that intimate relationship with God, he will come down and change so many different things just in your favor because he knows what's on your heart and on your mind. That type of God. He's that type of God and, and so much more to me. That is my father. That is my mother. When my father was gone and I did not have an adequate mother. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. He is the one that picks me up when I'm down. He is the one that sits there and tells me I'm his own. I am wonderfully and fearfully made. That is in the word also. So please... Please understand, this is something that you need to understand and know that the enemy doesn't want you to get educated, doesn't want you to wake up. See, you can get so much book knowledge that you know good. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. You can get all of these degrees. You can get all this stuff, but if you don't live like God is telling you to live, that you are going to miss the mark. Every time that God is opening up his mouth and he's receiving and talking to you, receive it. When the enemy is trying to come in and be deceptive, you honestly sit there and tell God, God, let me see the truth for what it is. And when someone is coming in and trying to be able to be deceiving me, God, I'm asking you, let me re you reveal it to me. Whether they are telling it to me in my face or I'm, you know, when I'm present with them, tell the whole entire thing. And I had to pray that prayer. And that was a hard prayer, prayer, excuse me, to pray. It was hard because I wanted God to honestly sit there and tell me and let me know that people are doing me wrong. That God, you please, re please reveal to me if they're for me or they're against me. And let them tell me to my face. That was the hardest four years of my life. Because it was not just strangers or people or, or you think that may not have loved you. But, you know, former pastors, friends, co-workers, even family members would say things that you would, would, sh would shake you. Would just shook you. Or, or shake the very foundation that you thought that you had for them. Or the respect you had for them. Oh, let me say this one more time. See, sometimes it's the fact that you are not willing to stop. Not willing to halt. Not willing to change. Not willing to change who you are just to be able to please them. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. That's part of the deception, too, because you want to be genuine with people. You want to love on people. You you try to show them who God is in their lives and they try to be able to take what you have or the knowledge and the wisdom that you have and try to taint it. That part, truly that part. 
So when I tell you, it's a lot of things that I've learned throughout the whole entire years is that certain people will only want to stay with you only because you have what they need. Oh, come on now. We've all been there or, or because you doing for them, you know, and then when you stop doing for them, that's when their relationships wants to stop faltering or, 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 uh, going and teetering back and forth or because they starting to find out more things about you. They want to sit here and try to call it out on you or try to shame you or hurt you or harm you. Oh, come on now. That's part of the deception. See, so many people want to sit here and, you know, not just harm your children, but harm you as an individual and then try to try to place your children in in an awkward position of, oh, you know, I trust this person. But, it you know, you start to see this, the whole entire scenario of the other person and and then it becomes more of, you know, if you are battling your spouse and you and him or you and her are having problems, marital problems because of the church, the church you attend, that's not right. That's not right. That's not of God. That That's definitely not of God. So we need to start praying. We need to start having discernment. We need to start understanding what the enemy and who the enemy is. It's Satan. And finding out the source of so many different situations. It, like I said, it could be the person that is saying, oh, they're so, you know, they're, you know, holding titles in the church. Or sometimes it's just a late member or it's someone that, you know, they think they can be able to get ahead of you or around you just because you have favor on your life. I'm going to say it like this is a lot of deception, a lot of hurt, and a lot of pain for people. And some people, they deal with it in two different ways. Some of them, they they expect it, they grew up with it, and they have loosened it and let it go. While some people, it holds them bondage until God lets them let it go. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. When God sits there and says, that's done, it's enough, that person will let it go. But for some, naturally, they let it go. For some, it stays, stays plagues with them. It, it, it bothers them because it's part of them. It, it's, it's a huge thing to have one parent or both parents to betray you, even siblings to betray you. And then at the same time, to have coworkers or friends to betray you. That's a whole lot of different levels of betrayal. But then God sits there or deception. And then God sits there and he says, you know what? Forgive them and heal. It, it takes time to start realizing that the person that is deception or, or betraying you, they're hurting also. And they've been taught that same thing by their family members or their background. I can honestly say that for myself, I've seen a lot of past portrayals and a lot of past different things, but you have to honestly sit there and say, okay, God, what do you want me to do? And if God sits there and tells you, Hey, you got to let them go. You got to let them go. Pray for them. Let them know. I love you. 
But God sits there and says, hey, sometimes God will take you out of the whole entire situation in order for you to start healing, in order for you to start processing things, to, in order for you to understand that, yes, they're human, but also at the same time, those choices were not because your fault, but because of their way of thinking, their choices, their mindsets. So as I am here to tell you, deception is real. It's in the movies, it's in the music, it's in so many different aspects of the world and society. A lot of times you need to monitor what you see on the various platforms or websites. You need to understand that everything that you are starting to listen to and you hear and you you see or you 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 discuss is not for you. It's it's not for your eyes to see or your ears to hear or even to enter into your thoughts let me say that one more time for the people in the back do you know how many times sometimes i have wrong thoughts and people don't want to admit that but i have to rebuke my mind because sometimes the enemy will try to come in and make it his playground i'm gonna say it like that one more time for the people in the back see i have to rebuke what i'm starting to see or feel or even even my thoughts because the enemy will try to come in and infiltrate my mind and it says whose mind is stayed on him shall keep him in perfect peace that's in the word also so we got to keep our minds on god we got to keep our thoughts in god we got to keep our whole entire being in god because that one time that the enemy can try to accuse you you don't want to give it that one time. You want to sit there and continuously, yes, we falter, but don't you know we kick back up? We pick ourselves back up and we keep doing what God says, do amen. And we don't give up. We never give up. But at the same time, make sure the deception will come, surely enough, but it's also to benefit you for you to be able to move in a different location or area and God shift the way that you're thinking. Also at the same time, it's a benefit because God is sitting here and saying, you can't be a part of this person's life because they're no longer a part of it. They've never been. Let me say it one time for the people in the back. They were not supposed to come with you. You weren't supposed to marry that person. You was supposed to be friends with that person. You, you was supposed to start that business that you really wanted to start. But it's in God's timing and in God's area and in God's way that we have to be able to be overcomers. Amen. Now, thank you so much for listening. And if you like what you've heard, please follow and subscribe. If you can find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, and Audible, Spotify, and Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, Podcaster, and other major platforms. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave me a five-star rating. That will help me in reaching more people. And if you have any questions or comments, you can find me on Facebook on It Is Written by Latanya Uyola. L-A-T 
O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. And also at the same time, we're going to start going more into the YouTube. So if you want to see me in person, I will also start my YouTube channel. And also at the same time, I'm going to be able to start having some of the brief points or different topics or different conversations and we're going to have longer meaningful conversations with some of the people that I know in my life such as some pastors or sometimes even certain lay members or just people in the church that I want to be able to start giving them their point of views towards our our way of how we can minister to the people but also at the same time how is the church functioning as the body of Christ and also in the walls in in the church and what are some of the main things that we need to be talking about and discussing as the church now in 2022 has it changed or has it needs to be updated those are the pondering things that you know is coming up so i want to let you know once again thank you so much for listening thank you so much for encouraging me to keep going and it is so much of a blessing thank you lord to have this podcast to have so many meaningful things and having so much understanding and comprehension and how our mind we can get bogged down and we have you know so many different elements in how we're thinking but we need to understand that god's way is the best way for us to live. Amen. Kanosamida. Anyong.